the stuff. But yeah, I, I might wind up editing that out. It's <laughs> 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 a little aggressive compared to your guys. Le- leave that, <laughs> leave that part in, and then <laughs> bleep the whole story <laughs> for like two minutes. <laughs> Hey everybody, how's it going? My name is Drew Johnson. This is the <laughs> Bruce and Bruins Podcast. The Bruce and Bruins Podcast, episode 27 of season two, the Glenn Murray episode. Um, and yeah, a drinkable podcast you can taste, the hockey podcast network podcasts presented by Bruins Diehards and such. Uh, we're also sponsored by Save More Spirits and DraftKings. I'm here with Cam Hasbrook finally back and we're kind of here with chris um had so a rough guys. night last night yeah I'm, um, I'm playing hurt you might be able to hear it but you know it's a team sounds game. like you just sometimes smoke you gotta, a pack of cigarettes you gotta get to the dirty areas and uh you know it's a long season everyone comes up with injuries sometimes so you know you gotta fight through it and here we are here we are uh cam i believe we have some words from a some certain words. someone yes the words from our sponsor save more spirits check them out for all of your beer wine and liquor needs they have macro all of the macro brews sorry every single one of them as well as a healthy just flush with macro brews (laughs) it's like you look left macro brews you look right more macro brews you know what else you can find if you look center ahead a healthy offering of local beers and craft beers from all over where you ask well craft beers from all over but if you want to buy them you gotta go to somerville medford cambridge or malden but actually, you don't have to go there. You can also check them out <laughs> online at savemorespirits.com. That's save more without an E on either of those bad boys. Savemorespirits.com. Online ordering also available at Minibar and Drizzly. Get this free delivery on your first order what? with wow. Drizzly with the promo code Brews and Bruins. That's Bruce Honestly, and I'm not even and sure if Drizzly, if Drizzly cares. Like, You might be able to just reuse that. Just sure. All right. You keep keep doing it. Just keep ordering <laughs> beer. It. I don't know. Tell us if it works. We'll tell you everyone else if you do. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. This sponsored. Fuck, I did it again. This episode <laughs> is also sponsored by DraftKings. You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf and hockey. And DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night. And it's simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all the action. Download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details, boys. We have quite the episode here. Oh, do we have beers to introduce? Wow. We're... I was wondering if you were just going to skip right by it. Uh, I am not drinking a beer. I am uh, like 
swimming in water basically i feel like if i'm not constantly drinking water at this point i'm gonna like turn to ash and float <laughs> so away swing- like an infinity horse <laughs> swimming or drowning in water chris <laughs> yeah i'm um, metaphorically trying to more make sure i'm uh, fully aggressively hydrated <laughs> all right cam what are you drinking well first of all i am drinking a uh, definitive brewing company definitive ale it's just an ipa from would you say that's their definitive beer mm. Definitively, yeah. Um, it is a pretty good IPA. I, I talked about Definitive a lot on the podcast the last couple of weeks. Um, very good brewery up here. And I'm not sure how far they reach out beyond Maine. Um, I know they're outside of just Portland, but I'm not sure. Like They reach into other areas of New England, so maybe keep an eye out there. Uh, or we can uh, talk to our guy Kenny at Savemore and maybe send some down there or something. But um, regardless... Uh, very good beer. It's got a nice. It's like the perfect color, I think, for a beer. It's got like a nice, um, like the golden yellowy glow to it, and a nice like haziness on the inside. Enough that you can sort of see through a little bit, but it still has that like milkiness to it. I really yeah, appreciate sure. that in the aesthetic, you know. Throw that bad boy like on the on the porch, like in the sun. Take a good oh, Instagram yeah. picture of it. Yeah, I like. I'm thinking like right, like overlooking a golf course, you know, oh, 18th yeah. fairway. You're on, you're on the 19th hole out there. It's gonna be good stuff. Or if um, you're like out skiing, like mm-hmm. right, right outside the lodge, you know. Yeah, it's the good stuff. Uh, drinkability, pretty good for an IPA. Um, not too hoppy, little on the citrusy side. Um, probably a 21, definitely good for an IPA. Taste, definitely up there. A tasteable beer for sure. And a good taste at that. I'll give it probably a uh, 32 on taste. Hell yeah. Mm. And in honor, uh, since Chris is not drinking, I thought I'd do him a favor and double fist so we're still hey, consuming as much fuck yeah. So I'm also <laughs> drinking a screwdriver. Um, keep it on the yellow theme here. I also have this new uh, Bees sweatshirt I got. Shout out 47. Shout out uh, Jels Bells, great friend of the pod, Jess Belmosto, for um, – Pretty much holding a gun to my head and forcing me to spend money by sending us that throwback special. That <laughs> yeah, I felt pretty attacked. Because <laughs> I, I just, I'll take a quick look at the Bruins stuff I said, and all of a sudden my wallet was empty. So, um, shout out I Jess. Knew, I knew the dangers of clicking that link, so I did not do it. <laughs> I knew the dangers, and I forged full speed ahead. I was like, this is 100% <laughs> going to happen right now. So, um, shout out Jess. I myself have from exhibit a brewing company just a kitten new england ipa uh brewed with citra mosaic uh hopefully not kitten hops um it does say on the cam all cats were kittens once for this beer we are letting our inner kitten meow it's a little bit feisty and a little bit playful never lose your inner kitten I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But you know, we're gonna just like like Cam forge ahead. So yeah, it's a night. Nice, it's definitely drinkable. Uh, it's a nice little four point five percent, I believe. God damn it! Don't quote me on that. Oh, five percent. There we go. It's a five percent. Um, so yeah, pretty drinkable. It definitely feels a bit light. Um, so yeah, drinkability. I'm gonna go with a thirty-three. Uh, Rest in peace, Char. He's not dead. He's not dead. Just not know. yet. Um, <laughs> Jesus, it sounded like Chris is like plotting his, <laughs> his death. <laughs> no, I'm just feeling real dark today. I don't know what it is. <laughs> We're all it, uh, on our way. Taste. You could definitely taste it. it. Says it's brewed with 
Citra, Mosaic, Vic, Secret Hops, all those things, you can taste them. Uh, so I'm going to go <laughs> whatever they are. I'm sure you can taste them. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, 33 also with taste. Hell yeah. All right. So last night being Friday night. Uh, yeah, really, <laughs> really good Friday game. Night. Five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took too many shots. <laughs> yeah. All right. It was on March 5th. This game took place. <laughs> um, and uh Brandon Carlo was hit by Wilson. It was a nice 5-1 win, but that was the big story of the game. Uh, Wilson is currently, uh, you know, tonight or probably right now on a Zoom call with the Department of Player Safety um, to hear So, his ladies case. and gentlemen, give it up for Tom Wilson. Welcome to the show. To the <laughs> we are. We are conducting his player safety call. Tom, why are you such a piece of shit? We're judge, jury, and executioner. I think that should be the thing. Like, you have to go on the, like, <laughs> yeah, like if, if you hit somebody illegally on on some team, like, you have to go on their THPN podcast and, like, get roasted. I think we're working on that with Bettman right now, actually. I think. Yeah, I, I I do remember Isha saying, uh, you know, we were in talks with Batman about some things, so yeah. <laughs> maybe this, maybe this is it. But uh, yeah. So what what are your guys' thoughts on the hit? There's a little bit of controversy there. I think mainly stemming from Caps fans thinking it was legal, uh, though there actually have been some media personnel that have also said it was it was borderline and, and think it, it was a clean hit what are your guys' thoughts if you yeah, can put your <laughs> bruins bias aside any anytime there's a, an illegal hit like this where someone is injured horribly and it's like obviously illegal you get the like just bad takes come flowing out uh yeah the the steve levy's of the world and then like the <laughs> man just whatever random ass dude who writes for the new york post or whoever is writing for those like way up north canadian newspapers comes out with like hockey is hockey what you're trying to get hits out of the game now like that's what that's what the liberals want uh and uh i mean you can still have hitting in hockey without having dangerous predatory hitting in hockey and trash like this has to be punished pretty extensively yeah yeah going off of that chris i think uh, a lot of the people who are upset about um a potential suspension are probably largely overlapping in the venn diagram of people who are upset that mr potato head is now a gender neutral potato head um, <laughs> and see that's not even the case they yeah. just renamed the brand potato head because they have all sorts of potato heads yeah um, anyway, the American <laughs> way of life is a threat. <laughs> threat under under siege. Um, no, I mean, I, I actually didn't watch uh, the game last night. I was a little busy and stuff. So I had seen – I was keeping up with it on Twitter and with you guys. Um, and I had seen everybody obviously explode talking about it. Um, and I tried to, like, kind of put it aside and be like, all right, I you know, I'm not caught up in the emotion of the game right now like everybody else is. I'll take a look at it in a little while. I have a pretty cool head. We'll see. Just you know, try to analyze from a hot. You do have a cool head cam. Yeah, I kind of uh, like it. It's got a <laughs> nice little round shape to it. It's really Thank cool. You. Yeah, it's called having large cheeks, like like Charlie Mack. Ooh, one of many things cheeks? we have in common. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I I did approach it uh, with a somewhat cool head, and immediately, yeah, uh, it's a dirty hit. I think the people. Um, 
who are arguing otherwise just have a, a pretty lack of understanding of the rule, or at least that's what they claim. Um, it doesn't matter if if Tom Wilson clipped a piece of Brandon Carlo's arm on the way to smashing his head into the boards. Yeah, let's it's define not principal point of contact yeah. versus first point of contact. Yeah, two it's the things. primary yeah. point of contact where the hit is being placed. It's principal kind of like tripping in the NHL. It's like tripping in the NHL. It's not and, legal if you hit the puck first and still take out the guy's leg. If the primary point of contact is the legs, it's a tripping penalty. And I think a lot of people have an understanding that, oh, well, he hit part of Carlo's arm first, so that's the primary point yeah, of contact. See, that's, that's not how the rule that's works. That's this thing I don't understand, too, because like the arm's in front of his head. So if you're hitting his arm, you're hitting at head level, and that's not legal. Like If you go, if you go lower, you hit his ribs or something – and he breaks a rib, it's kind of like, okay, maybe that was charging. And then you're looking at that from that point of view. But this is, he's, and I think the big thing with it too was that Frederick literally just pissed him off like 15 seconds before the hit. And Frederick skated off to the bench to end his shift. Um, and then Wilson was, I, I, like, I think he just lost his head, to be honest. I think he was just in rage mode and decided to take it out on the next guy with the puck. And unfortunately, that was Carlo. He vulnerable lost his head corner. and he decided to try to remove somebody else's and use it yeah. as his own. And it's just, I, and I, I tweeted this too, because, <clears throat> you know, obviously Brad Marchand gets brought up into this. Um, my point of view is that I love Marshawn's game because he's chippy and all the, you know, after the whistle uh, and the scrums chirping, all that. But I won't defend the slewfoots and I won't defend the headshots he's made. Um, and I'm sure Cavs fans feel the same way about Tom Wilson. Like he is one of those guys that's going to stick up for his teammates. He's going to cause a little bit of trouble after the whistle. And that's all fine. But I, I don't see how you defend uh these dirty hits clearly dirty hits and he has a history of it too it isn't like this is some guys whose first dirty play that's looking uh, being looked at by the league like he has a reputation and yeah i mean i i really am of the the mindset that like it really shouldn't matter who's making a play or, or in what circumstances a play is being made i was having this conversation with somebody the other day that like a penalty is a penalty and i think there's way too much of an effort in the league to like make it even. And especially, you know, you see it more come like playoff time where it's like, you got to keep the penalties at four, four or else like the world's going to explode. And like, I, I don't know what it was like last night. If the, you know what I mean? If the caps had been penalized more prior to that or anything like that, if it was just one of those things where they felt like they were putting the whistle away to keep the game even or what, but how that game ha or how that play happens. And obviously you can see the refs got a view of it and just to not make a call there is, is brutal and I don't know. I know the Nesson broadcast I heard talking a little bit um, about like what would would you? I guess I, I ask you guys if you would support this like a rule change where as a referee you can go in and watch that play afterward, say in the intermission and say, "All right, we fucked that up," and come out and assess a penalty. Or so, can you review? You know what I mean? That sort of. So thing. So the rule the rule is that you can call the five review and then rescind it and knock it down to a two. Yeah. So I think that's the way they should have gone because I don't even see like even if it's not a headshot, how that's not a charge. So give them five for charging, review it, and if they felt it wasn't uh, like that bad, give them the two for charging. Nothing with the headshot, um, you know, gives them yeah. that chance. And that's the kind of stuff they that started in college hockey like years ago. That's what they do. They review mm -hmm. every major, every five minute major they gave. They review. Um, yeah, I, I I think they're. 
yeah, there needs to be more there where they can review that kind of thing. Cause I'm like in the NFL, I'm not super for reviewing for penalties or anything like that. And same with the NHL. But when it comes to something like that, where it's a dangerous hit, uh, clearly like the refs talked about it. So they were borderline. They should have a safety net of, okay, we're going to call it and then we'll, we'll review. Um, yeah, there's a difference between somebody getting tripped on a two on one and somebody getting smoked in the head like that. And one, you know what I mean? Like if, if it's something like that where it can potentially damage someone's career, there should be some some way to hold somebody accountable, even if the rep doesn't see it or something. I'm not sure what the excuse was here because it looked like it was in pretty fucking plain view. But there should be some other way to go double check on something like that, because I get maybe you're hesitant to call, you know. Things happen quick out there, and obviously we have the bird's eye view watching on TV and stuff and, and the benefit of replays and that sort of thing. Um, like, I'll even admit, like, the first time I saw it from, granted, a bird's eye view, like, I saw the hit and I was like, all right, that looked pretty bad, but let's get another look. You know what I mean? You always have to mm-hmm. kind of – not always, but usually you have to look again at that. And it was I, it was what I suspected. It was a dirty hit, but – it helps to have the benefit of slowing it down and getting a second look and maybe an angle, you know, where you know the player blocking you or something like that. It feels like in the interest of player safety, that is something that should be implemented, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I, I want to talk to you about the Bruins response because I think it was not just in the game, but I don't want to say a turning point in the season because they've been playing well, but I think it's going to be a defining game this season uh, when you look down the road because they really banded together, not only in the sense that we're going to go out and finish every check, uh, but on the scoreboard too. They just took full control of that game, and you could tell there was the mentality that we're doing this for Carlo. Um, And I I think that's fucking awesome. I thought the Bergeron goal, the tic-tac-toe, was a, like an especial fuck you goal. That was, was the vibe I got. That was like a, just and, – and the way they celebrated and just like – almost like – I'm probably like reading too far. I knew it, but the way like like Martian dropped it down to Pasternak in the goal line and the way Pasternak just tapped it back up, it almost felt like, a, yeah, you thought I was going to shoot, bitch. And then like <laughs> obviously Bergeron's right in the slot with an empty net. It just felt like the the crispness of the one two three. It was like everybody was locked in. It was like we're not fucking missing this. Like we see we see what you're doing. Like fuck you guys. I don't know. That's the way I felt. And granted, I had known it was gonna happen because I was watching a highlight reel. So I was just like pound it in. You know what I mean? But um, it yeah, felt I mean, like a fuck you goal. I mean, just getting three out of four points against uh, your main rival this year. Like I, I, all the games have been pretty chippy. Like even without that Carlo hit. Um, Love the response from Jared Tenorti. Like, Tin man. he's he's the big dude man, on the man. on the defense now. Like, he knows like that's going to be his role. Um, yeah, the pretty pretty good bout by that guy. Uh, yeah, he was throwing some. I mean, they both were, but I was impressed with. Uh, both, I mean, both Tom guys, Wilson, but he can throw him. But yeah, you know, both guys like, walked away leaking. So, cheers to um, that. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's also kind of example number one uh exhibit a if you will yeah uh, shouts to drew's beer um <laughs> of why why fighting in hockey still still has a, its place uh the refs didn't do their job there um i mean even if if wilson had gotten uh the five minutes if he if he didn't get the misconduct and sent home uh it, it was probably still gonna happen but i mean that's that's part of policing the game like it's a it's a dangerous game 
dudes take things into their own hands uh, on the ice with with dangerous hits like that, then uh, I mean you're gonna face the consequences for it. And yeah, it's it's a, a weird thing that has to exist in in this sport, but I think it's you know it's there, and I think that's the reason why. I think um, yeah, Tenorti. Well, first of all, Tenorti. I'm going Tin Man. The Bruins went Tinner. I think. You know, no, this is a lot soon for Nordy. Yeah. I think Tin Man because that dude drove 17 hours down the yellow brick road and found his heart in Boston. I think <laughs> and that's just to bad. beat the fucking pulp out of somebody. He had the pride <laughs> exactly. of the lion, whoever the fuck it is. It's like, I think it's courage. Tin Man, come on, we got to get that going. Trent Fred mm-hmm. Eric, Tin Man, the Fulcrum. Uh, oh, the Tin Man would be the Fulcrum. only one that is kind of fitting, actually. <laughs> or, or Fulcrum. And he's got, huge. He's tall as fuck. Like, oh, we got Big Fudge. Yeah, Big Fudge. Big fudge. We got uh, Krejci doesn't even have one. We just build a church <laughs> on this rock. The Rock. I don't know. <laughs> Krejci, the Rock, <laughs> Johnson. What? <No. laughs> um. But yeah, I think I think a really special moment there too, or just throughout the game was Bergeron. Being captain, I think we've seen it this season in little ways, uh, and it continued um, with after scoring a goal, and it was like Bruin scored. I believe it was three goals while uh, uh, the Tin Man was in the box, and yeah, he goes over after you know fist bumping the bench and goes over, taps on the glass in front of Tenorti, and I, I think that's that's awesome, especially as a player. It's your second game, you drop the gloves, and you get that kind of. Uh, admiration, I suppose, from the captain. And in an interview, too, in an intermission, or I think it was post-game, uh, Tornorti said, you know, I'm not looking for that kind of recognition and all that, but I still think, you know, that's like a, I don't know, I don't see that happening, <laughs> you know, every night. And I think also Bergeron, uh, at the beginning of the second period, had some words for Wilson during the uh, the warm-up. And, uh yeah, you know, obviously we don't know what's said. Bergeron was actually asked in an interview, said he's not going to talk about it. He's going to leave that between them. And I just saw Ovechkin looking on. Um, I mean, Ovechkin just has this like dead face. Like he's not, no emotion, completely emotionless. But like, I don't know. Ovechkin was just like, okay, yeah, he has to have his word with him. And Wilson probably gave Bergeron a little bit of shit. You could see Wilson talking. It's the views from the back of Bergeron. But, you know, taking that time and going over to Wilson saying, Hey, we're, we're obviously we don't know. He said this, but we're coming for you. Or basically like, that's not okay. We're responding. You know, I think that's just fucking awesome. And I'm so happy that Bergeron is the captain now. Um, I mean, I think Char would have done similar, something similar in that case, but you know, Bergeron's really taking this on. It's almost like, and I feel like we all know it. Like we knew for a while he was going to be the next captain. And he's like finally embracing that role, and it's it's just great. Yeah, Bergeron's the type of person that uh, is going to be like a leader in the subtle ways. He's going to be much more of a do as I I do, not as I you know. What I mean, he's he's a mm-hmm. he's not a preacher. He's a he's a doer. Um, but when it comes to something like that, I mean, yeah, that's just, that's an opportunity for him to step up. And um, not that he wasn't the type of player to do beforehand. I think he would have done the same thing with the A, but especially now it's kind of on him to do that. And, um, you know, I think he's happy, more than happy to do that. That's his role. Um, my buddy Ryan, who I want to have on the podcast sometime, texted me last night during this and summed it up pretty well. He just said, Bergeron makes me feel things nobody else does. <laughs> and I, I think that's a pretty good, like, description of just 
life in general with Patrice Berger on your hockey team. But um, last night, especially, it's it shown for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, another uh, incident that occurred during that game, kind of an afterthought, was Frederick also fighting Wilson. <laughs> yeah. also no, that was great. You have later. to love that. That's. <laughs> I, I think awesome. the best tweet that I saw this week was Steve Dangle saying that Trent Frederick is pretty much like a Bruin created in a lab. And that's, <laughs> that's so goddamn on brand. And he didn't get the best, like, he didn't get the best no, out of Wilson no, in the fight. But you could tell fight. going away that he was just like, motherfucker, I gotta wait again, like, however many weeks to see this. Be-. Like, yeah. uh, usually the way April things 8th. go. Yeah, usually the way things go with that is is the first guy, you know, Tenority or the Tin Man or whatever the fuck you want to go with. Tin Man. He took it on himself to do that, which I think, you know, obviously the right move, especially as a new guy kind of saying, I'm willing to step up for my new teammates and that sort of thing. Um, usually after that, it's like, all right, we're going to focus back on the hockey. Now, now, you know, Trent Frederick's not fuck that shit. It doesn't count until I get to throw a fucking punch at him. Guys, don't so, let me forget to do this, but I just came up with a great idea for a Photoshop. You know, uh, in Harry Potter, when Fred and George wear the like... <laughs> wear the sweaters with their yes. uh, initial on it. I want one with that's Trent, Fred, and Eric with <laughs> TFE. It's all just him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, seeing that like smug-ass face of his skating away from the fight was just like just certified psychopath, and I absolutely love him already. Like, I'm happy he skated away from the fight, because going into it, I was like, Frederick, like, I fucking love you, but you're starting to creep out of your league in terms of people you're going to fight. You don't want to get like, switched. Like yeah. stick to guys who are like kind of fight sometimes. Don't go after the Tom Wilson on the team. Don't go after the the toughest guy on the team. But you know, that's his personality. He's going to do it. But I was a little afraid. I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I think Tom there was a moment Wilson where I was watching the replay of the fight and I just kind of like paused it for a second, just like compared their statures. And I was like, oh, this is definitely a, this is definitely a little bit of a reach. Literally and figuratively. Um, but, I mean, look, he didn't, like, again, he didn't beat the shit out of Wilson or anything, but I thought he held his own pretty well. I mean, he, he, yeah, he like, didn't, didn't look completely out of the league, which is, is, is telling against one of the, um, you know, while still being scummy, I think I mean, he's one of the scarier guys in the league for that sort of thing. I think that overlaps, of course. But um, careful, Freddie, but also good on you for, for showing up for your teammates for sure. Yeah, I think from the outside looking in, like if you're not a fan of either team, you can just say that was a really shitty fight. Like it was just like a very bad hockey fight. <laughs> like that's not going to make it onto any highlight reels or anything. No. Um, I feel like any any fight that ends with just the two guys kind of losing balance and falling within ten seconds of it starting is just a bad fight. <laughs> if a punch doesn't that's bring fair. someone to the ice, it's not a good fight. Um, and then uh, also a little after note. Um, so Mar at one point there was a scrum in the third period. Marshawn's in there. I forget who he's fucking yapping to. And he didn't like, he gave the guy like a shove and then Chara went wild after him. I don't know. Did you guys see that? No. Yeah. I so saw Chara, the replay of it, yeah. Chara I don't know like, how he went wild. But he, no, he gave wild, him a, but like he, he, he all him, of a yeah. sudden, like, cause Chara was calm. He was there in the scrum. He was, you know, he, he's there. And then Marshawn says something, and then Chara's like, whoa, and like goes after him, you know? Um, yeah. And, and then Bergeron had to like hold him back to get him up. 
And I just, it was so weird to see that. Very weird. Because when Char went into the scrum, my first thought was like, oh, does he know what team he's on? Like, what jersey is he going to grab? Because he's so used to grabbing the other teams. Like, is he actually, like, not going to grab Bruin? And then that happened, and I was like, holy shit. Like, Char, are you actually a capital now? Like, are you kidding me? I thought you were still, I thought you were still with us, like, in the heart. You know? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, I think that's one of those situations where, let's say he gets a hold of Martian, and he's not going to beat the shit out of him, or he's not going to give him the, 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 give him the oh, business yeah. like he would to some other people. But, yeah. um, you know, at the end of the day, he's a veteran player and, and a veteran leader, even still being new to the Caps. He's still a veteran presence on that team. Um, and it's an opportunity for him to kind of step in and, and dig his way. I mean, again, like, he's still so new to the team that any opportunity like that to kind of – um, impress himself into the team is, is going to be good. So, um, again, I don't think he was going to go after Marshan too much, but that's kind of his role. He has to step in and do something about that and protect his new teammates now. And I'm sure Marshy understands that. I don't think there's any hard feelings there either way, but um, hey, we hit 900 you know, that's the reality of it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, shout out more. Mark Summers. I hope it's the Mark Summers from Nickelodeon in my childhood. <laughs> A nice tweet, Chris. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Oh, yeah. Also, I mean, 10 I, man's two words, though, is the only thing. Why would it be two words? That I when I googled it for like the character, it's two words. I like just stupid. Keep it one. Keep it one. It's better. <laughs> Tinman sounds like a last name. Yeah, Tinman. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like it better. He's actually Dr. the Rusk. I forgot about that. He's actually the the Tin Woodman. <laughs> the Tin Woodman. <laughs> um. Yeah, we got. I'm just gonna read off the tree. The tweet, uh, Jared Tenorti, the Tin Man, Brandon Carlo, the Fulcrum, Nick Ritchie, Big Fudge, Trent Frederick, Trent Fred Eric, Charlie McAvoy, Chuck Norris, uh, Jake DeBrusque, Dr. Brusque, David Krejci, the rock upon which a church is built. Um, yeah, that, that about said, we, I, we get by the end of the season, we need one for everybody. I think. I, I tried to put in uh, lasagna for for Jeremy Lausanne, but uh. It was too many characters, and I yeah. figured, you know, he's out injured. We can leave ah, that one for a while. <laughs> back to it, yeah. That's all right. Um, you guys have any anything else you want to say about hockey? Because we had like we had I'm, a couple. I'm, I will say, like, I I think you we, you kind of mentioned this earlier, and again, I guess by the time this comes out, we'll have a little bit more insight. But I really am interested to see uh, how this game kind of affects the next few weeks and stuff because drew your point about it being a turning point i think it definitely could be i mean and and it could be in two ways it could be hopefully the bruins are jazzed up like we saw after that with them just going on rampage and hopefully not shit that's another piece of our defense that's out and i mean granted you have grizzly back now but losing carlo could really still create problems um so hopefully it's not a turning point in that sense but uh i am interested to see kind of how they respond over the next few weeks um because you go back any any season, I feel like you go back afterward, and you're like in hindsight, there was these couple games that really like changed things going on, and and that definitely yeah. feels like a candidate to be one this season. So um, we'll keep an eye on it, but I, especially these next couple games that are going to happen this week, I'm really interested to see kind of what the response is from the Bruins, and um, you know, over the course of a long season, not to say people get uh, complacent or anything like that. I mean, these are still professional athletes, and. Guys like Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand are showing up every day, but um, something like that can still light a fire under your ass a little bit that that other things maybe won't. So I'm interested to see how we respond the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think I think it definitely did bring the team together. Like you could see, like it's it felt like they were all in sync. 
Like whenever they had possession, whether it was in the neutral zone, offensive zone, on a breakout, anything. Yeah. And that's what totally I was saying about insane. that Bergeron goal. Was like it was just it felt mm-hmm. like they they had seen it beforehand. They were like, all right, Martian, I'm going to pass down to Pasta. Pasta's going to be right there. Fake the shot, feed it up to Bergeron. He's going to be wide open the slot. Like it feels like that was drawn up. Is it because they almost where... went with the fourth line that I suggested? They came really close. Maybe, yeah. That was the right. That's the key. They're getting warmer to it. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, peak hockey performance. Will be found. We finally have Cassidy's ear. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, also, I'm I do so want sorry. to mention about Cassidy in his post game press conference. I, I'm not going to even try to quote because it was a long spiel about the hit, but he was very honest and open, but also like didn't go over. Like he said, he didn't think it was a legal hit. It's going to go on to the. NHLPA, you know, we we responded. Refs didn't do anything about it. I didn't get an explanation from him. He went like on about it and was very open, but also wasn't like a, oh, fuck that guy. Like that was a dirty hit. He shouldn't be in this league. And I, I feel like you don't see that amount of transparency while also being super zen from a coach in any sport. Yeah. By all accounts, Cassidy is a great player. I mean, Connor Ryan, who we've had on here a couple of times, good friend of the pod. Um, has continuously spoken to that, just Cassidy being very transparent, very open with the media, very easy and honest to talk to, um, which I think uh, goes a long way in something like this, especially when you compare it to the other side and, and the response that Laviolette gave. Um, yeah, that guy sucks. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm happy we're on the Bruce Cassidy side of things and not the Peter Laviolette side for sure. Also, during that, I watched the interview, and uh, Joe Haggerty was the only guy to call Bruce Cassidy Butch during that interview. So and it, made me, it made me cringe a little bit. It was almost like, oh, Joe Haggerty's tight with this guy. He calls him by his name. Of course. And then yeah, everyone yeah. was like, hi, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce. Fish off hey, Butchie. Hey, Butchie, want to be a? I I saw uh, Brad Marchand talking about the hit as well. Um, gave gave some pretty good answers. Like I, when yeah. when a guy like that who has a past of of some dirty dangerous hits, like talking about dirty dangerous hits, like yeah, can offer pretty unique perspective. And he was saying like, yeah, absolutely. Like I I've had some of those. I've been in this situation, and it's it's been a while, but uh. I mean, th- those hits don't belong in the game, and it's uh, it's garbage. Um, I I believe he's <laughs> I believe he said bullshit hit. Yeah, <laughs> that hit was bullshit. Yeah, which was a mid game right? I think, huh? Mid game or was that post game? I think it, it might have been game. Yeah, that was, was after the, that was first right? intermission, but the they first? had to bleep it out, so they waited until halfway through the second to run it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is awesome. And, and Jack said that. So I was like, oh, my God, he must have been like fucking outrageous. But there was three bleeps. Like you're telling me like the fucking intern or whatever that's responsible for that can't do that in five minutes. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like, that definitely shouldn't have taken that long. But it's okay. <laughs> maybe they were so they wanted something to tease into for the intermission break. I can respect yeah. that. Oh, I, I watched it. I, I was going to I was going to take a piss, but I stayed through that that uh that ad break so i could hear that uh yeah. it was disappointed but <laughs> <laughs> um uh, we do have we have a couple listener questions but there's only really one that is uh good and they're all non-hockey related so send, them, wanted, send them all over i don't care 
All right, fine. Rank your favorite artists like Van Gogh, Banksy, or whatever, and why from Lancey. Okay, here's my cop out answer. Um, I'm I don't have enough background in art history to really care too much about older artists. I like going to museums and stuff, and like I, I enjoy art. But for me, the coolest stuff is like if you have really talented friends who do art. Like exactly uh... the. I don't understand why people don't just like here, take all of my money friends. So I want to fill my apartment, fill my house with like your, <laughs> your work. Um, I have some aunts and uncles who are really talented artists and a lot of friends who are really talented. So that's, that's most of what I put up in my apartment aside from the things behind me, which are from movies. Yeah. But, I was going to say, I was going to say my good friend does like a lot of really cool art and it's super trippy and I'm super into that trippy shit. So, uh, yeah, I love it. I was like, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't know enough about art history either. I'm pretty sure I took an art history course at some point in high school, uh, which is the equivalent to, I don't know, a joke when you're in high school and don't really care about the history of art at the time. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so that's also my answers, friends. Uh, yeah, I mean, the two paintings that I have <laughs> in my apartment are both, like, from my old lake house that were kind of, like, went through our family and such, so, or from family friends, so that's kind of same here, but, um, I don't know, I make, like, Van Gogh jokes once in a while, because it's an easy name to make jokes off, so maybe, maybe Vinny. You want, you want a Van Gogh to the Bruins game? Jesus. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> That's the yes. kind of jokes Once, you make with Van Gogh. They're really yeah. fucking dumb. Oh, it's actually pronounced Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Jared Van Gogh. <laughs> what you got, True? Um. So another question from Hockey Trollin on Twitter, who is a uh, co-host of the Caps Chirps podcast or the Cap Chirps? Yeah, Caps Chirp podcast, the official Cap Chirp podcast, uh, <laughs> over on THPN. So. Uh, he asked, you see Raised by Wolves yet? And I had to Google it, so obviously I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. I don't know what it is, but I assume it's a show. It's a show, yeah. Apparently. yeah. I thought it was a movie, but it's a show. It's like a sci-fi like a one, too. Isn't that the premise of um, like a famous book? Am I... I don't know. Like a, I, all I could think of, oh, like, like oh yeah, there's there's definitely like a Jules Verne book about being raised by wolves. Yeah, right. I'm not. All crazy. I could think Hold of on. was dancing, uh, dancing with wolves, or like Jack London or something like that. That'd be uh, Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves. Yeah, it's a long ass movie. Really good. I haven't seen it in like 15 years. I don't even know if I fully understood the movie because I would have been eight if that's correct. <laughs> if that math is real, so. Actually, no, wait, I say 13. Damn it. I'm 24. I'm an old man now. Damn it. I know my shit. Fuck. I've seen shit. <laughs> um, okay, I guess that's our answer. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no. This one yeah. from Jess was the one that I was going uh, was gonna say. Worst first date experience. The one I have in mind is not really a date, but just first experience with yeah you guys got anything or should i go uh, i feel like you gotta go on this stuff yeah that i feel like lead, lead well, off i don't want it because mine is uh mine's pretty mm, so i don't want to go with that and have you guys cop out 
All right, I'll I'll start. Um, yeah. My, I don't know. I've never really had like a bad first date, but uh, I did get stood up one time. Uh, for Sorry about that, Chris. For a date. I, again, I told you I had plans. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't you. <laughs> um, but it was it was one of those weird things where like, uh, uh it was at a bar and uh, good friends with the bartender. And the bartender was like, "Hey, uh." that girl over there also got stood up. Uh, you guys should hang out. And I hung out with her, had a great time. Yeah. We're still friends. It's cool. Nice. So, you know what I mean? It was like no. a, just a oddly serendipitous, I guess in yeah. a weird way. Silver lining. Maybe it's better. Better way to go about it. Cam, you go. Uh, I don't be I don't afraid. Really have, don't be afraid. I don't have any like really bad, like first date experiences. I will say, um, I went ice skating with my ex-girlfriend on like a group date for like our first date. And I did sort of drop her. (laughs) (laughs) It was like one of those like, hey, we're going to get you going really fast. I was going with a couple guys I played hockey with. um, And it was like, we'll get you going really fast. And then kind of forgot that was the fast wasn't the problem. It was the slowing down part. That was the problem. I kind of forgot that um, normal people don't know how to stop in hockey skates. So Upon going very fast, I was like, oh, good job. She did it. And I stopped and forgot that she didn't know how to stop. So it was kind of a <laughs> tough, tough situation there. But um, not it's not like it ruined the, you know, it was a fine time still. So. <laughs> and you broke up wanna, because of it. <laughs> I want to I change my answer now because I thought, I thought I was going to get. All right, fine. I'll fucking say Chris it. Chris and I are classy broads over here, man. I don't know. <laughs> mom, mom, if you're listening, you can skip this part of the podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Also, I feel like, yeah. Anyway, when I was at this college. This is going to be a cold <laughs> open right here. This is going to be a cold <laughs> All right, please. Sorry, Drew. Go ahead. When I was at Quinnipiac, uh, you know, I was drunk as Quinnipiac students normally are. And, uh, stuff. But yeah, I, I might wind up editing that out <laughs> it's a little aggressive compared to your guys. Le- leave that leave that part in and <laughs> leave the whole story for like two minutes <laughs> that's fun. fun i think we'd cause like car accidents if we did that if we left a bleep for that yeah one. oh speaking of car accidents uh <laughs> good uh real quick want to send some thoughts out to my boy krinsky uh was involved in a kind of serious one earlier luckily he's okay um but yeah i guess he was driving he's from long island he's down there right now and was uh just driving down through an intersection and somebody tried to like sneak in a turn before he got through it and and just hit him so um his car's total it's pretty fucked up he sent me some pictures but um he's okay he said he probably sprained or tore his wrist or something but um he was like all things considered it could have been a lot worse so hopefully uh hopefully doing all right buddy so yeah Good, good to hear he's okay. Uh, if yeah. I was outside, I'd pour some. Money. Yeah, it's all right. No, I mean, he's, he's okay. I mean, he's still a Rangers fan, so there's still some problems going oh. on. There. I don't think they can, yeah, they can solve why, that. Why but... even bring, bring up that <laughs> up, but, Yeah, Like, fuck him. No, I'm just kidding. Like, we're going to reach across okay. the aisle here. Bruins and Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, so, it's <laughs> random. <laughs> oh, also, we have, uh, we had another question. Um, <laughs> just bringing it up now. actually two and two different replies <laughs> oh, wow. so the genuine draft which is at genuine draft underscore sf 
stands for San Fran. Uh, they said East meets West. Talk about New England and the Bay Area. Were talk about how sure, that New wasn't England a question. Area, I was there with those four regions with us. to <laughs> each win six titles from the four major sports in one decade. Um, so eats meets west. What do you guys think of eats east meets west? Eats eats meets west. Eats meets east and west. <laughs> I talk about uh you know me eating a sandwich uh, in the west in yeah, in yeah. San Diego. Yeah, that's San Diego. Uh, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll go vet them for uh possible collaboration and well yeah that that was their next question they said our host at (laughs) rot hugs and harmony or is it roth uggs and harmony i don't know you be the judge it's Uh, i think it's roth uggs and harmony i I like like based on bone thugs and harmony i like rot hugs and harmony i like that what if what if we just have this person on the podcast and just only roast them. <laughs> we, we have rot hugs and harmony on. <laughs> what kind of name is that, man? Rot hugs and harmony. <laughs> um, yeah, but apparently that dude was born and played hockey in Boston. So collab sometime. Yeah, we'll we'll vet the fuck out of you. <laughs> yeah, got to be yeah, a little Chris careful about people. just randomly accepting uh, requests to collab from people Great. we don't know. Chris knows some people being you know military being government space astronaut yeah, I, I i get what i get where this is going yeah okay we're gonna send the pain i also i, I think i know more <laughs> animal vets like veterinarians <laughs> than i do uh veterans uh because my roommate works at SeaWorld with oh that wasn't even my veterinarians that wasn't even the joke about veterans. That wasn't my thing. I was just like, you have connections in the government that will vet them for us. I didn't mean oh. like military veterans, but wow. Hey, we're a, a lot of options wow. for that word. That's yeah. awesome. A lot of plays. Shouts to anyway. all my friends who are <laughs> veterinarians. <laughs> oh, and all the vets. Let's just all of them. Anybody. Anybody's yeah. name who starts with V. Victor. Sure. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> Veronica. Victoria. Victoria. <laughs> yeah, all you. Yeah. Shane. Shane Victorino. Shane Victorino. Sure. Mostly him. Fly James Van Riemsdyk. No. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Tom Wilson. Um. Anyway. Fuck that guy. <laughs> we need a nickname for Tom Wilson. But it can't just be like fuckface or anything. Like it has to be creative. It can't be shitbag. <laughs> Come up with a Tom Wilson nickname and send it to us on Twitter at Bruce and Bruins. Wom Tilson. <laughs> Womp. <laughs> Womp Tilson. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that's about it. We got a it's a little bit shorter episode this week. Good. Um yeah, Chris needed that. You're welcome, everyone. It's also because of Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I mustered all the talking I could. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, I didn't give anybody the ASMR, though. I- I'm just sad your drunken night wasn't tonight mm. on the podcast. Yeah, I, I, sh- I should be saving myself for, for marriage here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where is this going, Chris? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have my uh, talks from... 4 p.m. to 2 in the morning on Zoom calls, sexy voice right now. 
Sounds pretty hot. I might break up with my girlfriend. Ooh. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> San Diego, here we come. It for, it for sure sounds like I smoked a pack of cigarettes. And it's going to yeah. get worse tonight because uh, we're having some vaccinated friends over for a fire in the backyard in a half hour. And nice. Then it's I, gonna I feel like to, you're just uh, going to like drop dead in front of the fire based on Probably. your demeanor right now. Though you just woke up from a nap too. I did, and I feel terrible. Don't take naps, people. They're bad. They really See, don't. They don't ever help. Scientifically, if you take a 45-minute nap, you'll actually wake up rested and you didn't hit deep enough sleep that you're... Yeah, like, see, that's that's fine in, like, scientific studies, but in practice, like... If Chris I, doesn't believe in science. If I take, if I take naps... Yeah, I'm notoriously the anti-science person on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that doesn't work for me. I, any any length of nap i wake up feeling worse and uh waking up in the morning i'm i wake up pretty early um but i'm definitely not a morning person so like waking up multiple times in a day just like fuck that i would rather just limit it to one time (laughs) zero if possible chris let me tell you buddy i've never appreciated that sentiment more than the last week (laughs) oh yeah waking up twice in a day or night and day yeah, man. Best Should of luck happen. on this coming month, and I really hope that you get your regular schedule back, as the, you've been told. Um, yeah, I wish more so for me than for you. And yeah, yeah, I want I want my weekends well. back. So. <laughs> Tell me about it. I want I want my weekends gone, which is the ironic part. But sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. I want my weekends back. Good old Monday, Tuesday, baby. Let's go. Hell yeah! <laughs> Give us Monday recordings again, cowards. Cowards. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, Let's sing out here. Uh, singing out. Um, what are singing so out? I Stand tried to look by I... your man. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because I don't know that. I was gonna say I was looking up the I was looking up hungover songs for Chris, and then it suggested the Hangover soundtrack. So I've been looking through the soundtrack of the movie The Hangover. It <laughs> <And laughs> has called Candy Shop by Fifty Cent. So. Whoa. Yeah, I think the only song oh, I remember also from that who soundtrack left the dogs is out. Uh, Joker and the Thief uh, by Wolf Mothers on that one. That's a great song. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. I'm pretty sure that was in the uh, MLB. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Like, Joker and the Thief. Seven soundtrack or something it's, like that. It's the song that plays when uh, when they're like taking down the, the blackjack table at the end. Yeah, absolute banger. I gotta see that. The skates was playing over. The the field of the clover. 